ultimately you are in the best learning scenario. And I know this sounds weird, but you have an opportunity to learn from somebody else's mistakes. Hello and welcome to Not Your Forever Job. I am Hayley Loren, an engineer and career coach in science, tech and engineering. And today I am doing a bonus episode because to be honest, it's been quite a long time since I've, I've done an episode. And if you already follow me and you are a listener of this podcast, then you know that I got married a few weeks ago, which is very exciting. And I went to Wales and I've just had some kind of time with my family to relax and rest and walk through fields and go trekking and everything that kind of just lights me up. And it has been amazing. And I'm kind of in the process of writing season two, but I want to show up for you. I want to show up as I am right now and, and still help where I can in between the official season two launch, which is why I'm here with a bonus episode for you. So today I thought that we would chat about the dreaded thing of bosses. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely had some bad bosses at times and I'm sure that you have as well. And if you're kind of in a situation right now where you've got a particularly bad boss or maybe even just somebody at work who kind of is a bit of a douche and is making your life kind of a bit of hell, then uh, I really feel for you. I really get it because it can be it can be really, really tricky. So today I want to go over three simple rules to survive a difficult boss or a difficult person at work. And as I said before, I have had to handle some difficult bosses in my life. So I'm speaking from experience and also from chatting to lots of different people about how they deal with all of these different situations. Before I dive in though, I just want to flag that if you are not already signed up to my career boost, which is a weekly email that, that goes out and I give tips and help and inspiration to help you in your career. I mean, we all need a bit of a boost sometimes, don't we? I know that I do. So if you want to sign up for that, if that sounds interesting, then just head on over to my website, which is www.hayleyloren.com forward slash coaching. Okay, so let's dive in into these three simple rules. Okay, so the first one, and you know, you've probably heard people say this to you before, you might have even said it before, but the first rule is don't take it personally. Now, it's easier said than done, I know, but we have to remember that most of the time why people are mean and nasty or just not very good at maybe being a manager or not being good at being a boss or, or being considerate of others is because they might have something going on in their own lives. Maybe they're under a lot of pressure. Maybe they're just trying to get everything done and they're not very good at dealing with all of the other kind of like emotional personal stuff around it. There can be so many different reasons, but ultimately it is a manager's 
responsibility if they are in a management position to manage their team. And in order to be a good leader, it's not about just telling people what to do. It's also about creating an environment and a culture where you can feel empowered and strong and like you actually want to work for them. So if there's somebody that you feel like, oh, this is horrible. I hate this. I hate having meetings with them. It's just really difficult. Then I'm just going to be honest and say that they are not a leader. They're not a good boss. They are basically somebody who is clearly there just to get their stuff done. They might firefight all the time. They might be having to deal with other stuff and they just either can't be asked or they haven't had the right training or maybe they've just been like promoted out of the blue and it's something that they don't really have experience with. So it's really difficult, I know, to remember all of this when you're the one that is on the receiving end of their rubbish, because ultimately you're not going to be sitting thinking in a meeting when you feel like really small because you know, they've made you feel awful. You're not going to suddenly think, oh yeah, I can't take this personally. No, of course you're going to feel it. So the thing about being able to not take it personally is that you need some tools to be able to remind yourself that, you know, you are strong and you are capable and you are successful. And just because this one person in your life who I know will be a dominating factor, but just because they say that you're not achieving or you're not doing this right or that right, or because they're micromanaging, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. That is one person's opinion. So the first thing that I want you to do is make a list of everything that you have already succeeded at. Because the important thing here is kind of protecting yourself and protecting your own mind and kind of creating this barrier around you. So you can be like, hold on a second, you're saying all of this about me, but I know that I did this. I did this other thing. I managed to do this too. So I know that I'm capable, but clearly there's just something that's happening here, whether it's, you know, we communicate differently or whether, you know, you're going through a difficult time and you're taking that out on me. But I know that not all of this is me or my fault. And that is what will help you to basically avoid taking it personally all of the time. Now, obviously don't say all of that to your boss. I'm only saying this is what you might think in your head, but it's important to remember, you know, if you come out of a meeting, if you get that rubbish email, the shittogram as I call them, and you're like, oh, I hate them. Or if you're feeling like that, I don't know, that discomfort because of it, then, you know, you need to protect yourself and you need to remind yourself of all of the amazing thing that you, you've already done. And then there might be areas that you need to work on. There might be areas that you have, you know, discussed in some of the meetings, but sometimes you have to take it with a pinch of salt, you know, don't believe everything that they say. So try not to take it all personally, because most of the time it is about them reflecting how they feel about themselves onto you. So if they're saying that you're rubbish, they probably think that they're rubbish. And it's the usual thing. You've probably seen it with friends and family and everything like that. When somebody's in pain, they lash out. So try and also think of it with kindness, that sometimes the, the worse 
somebody is and the harsher somebody is, the more that they're going through themselves. And it does take a bit of empathy associated with it as well. You know, I did have a difficult boss once. He was kind of quite nasty. Occasionally he would shout at me. He would shout at people for laughing. It was ridiculous. You know, you want to have a laugh, you know, on a Monday morning and have a chat about your weekends. And he would come over and kind of like look at his watch and be like, "Mm, what are you doing? And, And, you know, it just doesn't make a pleasant environment. But then I made it my mission to talk to him and try and get to know him more. And then I found out that basically he's going through a really difficult time at home. And not only is he having to deal with that, but he's also being put under more pressure at work and given more responsibility, even though they've not paid him for it. So even bad bosses have their own rubbish going on. And if you're able to try and not take it personally by remembering how awesome you are, and then also bolstering that with some empathy towards the other person, then it makes it a little bit more bearable. I know that it's not going to remove all of the rubbish, but this is about survival, right? This is what this is about. Okay. So Number two to this is kind of switching to a learning mentality. So when somebody is, you know, being harsh or when you've got a difficult boss, it's easy to start wallowing in that feeling of like, oh, they did this to me. He said this to me. Oh, he's really inefficient. They don't do this and all of that. And you get into this negative spiral, which is fine. We all need to vent, which I get. But ultimately, you are in the best learning scenario. And I know this sounds weird, but you have an opportunity to learn from somebody else's mistakes. Rather than making the mistakes yourself, rather than being a bad boss yourself, you can watch it unfold right in front of you and learn from them and take note of that and be like, hold on a second, I'm actually getting insight here into how to be a good boss. Because if you're somebody that wants to progress and you want to lead in the future, then you're going to need to learn all of this yourself. And it's only when you're in their position, in your boss's situation, that you'll realize that actually management is challenging, especially when it's on top of all of your other workload. So taking a learning mindset and and realizing that actually you're in a place where you can watch it, you can take note of it, you can try and learn from them and learn from what, or make note of what you wouldn't do, (laughs) basically. So I like action, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, then I think it's all important to take these learnings and actually action them and do something. So what I want you to do is to basically create a lessons learned list, or it can be a spreadsheet, or it can be notes on your phone or something, and you can create a lessons learned. For example, if you've come out of a really boring meeting where your manager is basically just talking the whole way and he's not listening to anybody and he's not listening to, I keep saying he, by the way, I'm really conscious of this because females, obviously anybody can be a bad boss. So I'll switch up he and she, maybe she hasn't been listening and she's not um, wanting to take on other people's opinions. That's a prime opportunity to think about that and think, okay, well, what would you do differently? How could you approach that meeting differently? Maybe you would go in and say, okay, right, 
I want to start these meetings with giving each and every person five minutes to talk about something that they think is important or to put an idea forward. You know, you can really come up with some ideas around it and noting these down and creating a lessons learned list means that you have got something tangible out of the pain that you're in. So it's not wasted. So rather than being in this negative spiral of feeling sorry for yourself and stagnating or not wanting to move forward, turn it into a way to learn and move forward. And this is what careers are about. This is what progression is all about. And as I said, I know it's easier said than done, but I promise you, you will, if you sit down and you brainstorm everything that you have learned from your bad boss, you will come up with a lot <laughs> and you will be amazed at how much you've actually learned from them and their mistakes. So make sure you action that one. Okay. So the third one is again, something that might be a bit challenging for you if you're feeling like you're in a, in a hard and a difficult place, but this is speak their language. Rule three, speak their language. What do I mean by that? I mean that we've already established that they're not a good manager, right? They're not that bothered about learning how to be a good manager. So Sorry to be blunt here, but you kind of need to get over that. You need to get over the fact that they're rubbish and accept it. They are not a good manager. They're not going to change. No matter what you do, they are not going to change because you don't have that sort of power over somebody. So the only thing that you can do is accept it and then think, okay, well, if they're not going to change, then what can I do to improve this situation? And most of the time, these bad managers get caught up in their own form of communication, in their own methods, in their own processes. And the difficulty for them is that they just can't see beyond this box that they're in. It's not necessarily because they don't want to. It's not necessarily because, you know, they they don't care about you. Maybe they do. It's just because they don't have the time or the resources or the scope or the capability to be able to see anything beyond what they know and how they already communicate. So if you are able to observe them and listen to them and gauge and learn how they communicate, then you can change your own language. And I know you might be thinking, oh, Haley, but they have been so mean to me. Why am I going to just suddenly like change what I do to benefit them? Well, here's the difficult thing. They're the boss. If you want to progress and if you want to get what you need out of your job, you have to learn to adapt in these situations. And I know that that is difficult and it can be heart-wrenching and painful. But if you can learn to adapt to different people and different people's ways of communicating, then this is going to help you to become a good manager because then you are doing what your boss should be doing. You are then effectively managing your own boss. 
And this is the magic thing here, that if you are able to learn the skill, if you can kind of pick up their language, the way that they like to communicate and adapt to that, that is one of the key lessons in leadership. So you are on your way, my friend, to becoming a powerful, thriving, awesome person. And all you need to do is take your learnings and either change department or change job in the future. And you will realize how much you have learned and how many tools that you have. It's just about dealing with the pain that you're in now and flipping it and switching your mindset around it to see how you can benefit from it. And this is such a powerful thing to do. And I just want to go over a couple of ways that you can actually learn their language, okay? Or the, or maybe some different examples. So some managers, they are so unemotional. They don't want to know that your dog died at the weekend. They don't care that you're struggling. They don't care about any of that stuff. But what do they care about? Can you pick up? Can you understand what they care about? Maybe they only care about facts or numbers or percentages. And if that's the case, you can think, okay, so I need them to review this piece of work and they have not done that yet. And they won't do that. And if I tell them about my dog dying and how I need them to review this work for me on time, they're not going to do that. But what will they listen to? They might listen to the fact that if they don't review this piece of work, then it's going to delay a certain project by 10 days. You know, they want to see the impact or the potential consequence that them not doing this particular activity would result in. And for them, that would then be a flag because if they're under pressure from their bosses, they're not going to want to create any more delays. So it's about learning the difference between, okay, they might not be emotional. Maybe they care more about the facts. So I need to go to them with facts. Maybe the other bosses, I've met quite a few of these type, that they don't want to hear about problems. And a lot of bosses do not want to hear about problems at all. So if you come to them with an issue, they don't want to know, they don't want to listen. But if you come to them with a problem and a solution, then they are more willing to listen, but they're still going to be like, huh, that sounds like it's going to take a lot of time. You need to go further than just the solution. You can go to them not just with the problem or the solution, but the specific actions that need to be taken and what you are personally going to do to prevent them from having to do any additional work. Because if something doesn't require them to input more time, if it actually saves them more time, then they're going to be more willing to listen to your idea. So it's, it's flipping things around and thinking about it from their perspective. How can you save them time? How can you benefit them? How can you help them look better in front of their bosses? And this, it might feel a little bit like manipulation almost. And in a way it is, but ultimately it's about adapting to people, learning about how they work and understanding that not everybody in your workplace or around you has the same level of kind of empathy or understanding that you do. But this is what will make you a, a strong leader in the future. 
going through all of this is going to be imprinted in your mind in years to come. And you're going to be like, I don't want to be like that. So I know that it feels difficult and painful, but I promise you that if you flip it and if you really try and squeeze all of the benefit out of it, then it will be good for you and it will be a positive situation in the end. And I just want to quickly go over these three rules that we said. So the first one is don't take it personally. Obviously, accept if you do take it personally and then use tools in order to basically release that and to let go of it and remind yourself that you are strong, you are capable and you are successful in your own way and, you know, with other situations and that it can be improved on. Then rule number two is apply a learning mentality. So this is, you know, reaping the rewards of your boss's mistakes. You can be there. You're basically like there in the tree picking apples and making a you know, a mess of it. And you're there with your big basket going like, oh, I want to catch all of these apples. And then I'm going to go to the cider farm and make some cider. (laughs) That probably doesn't make any sense at all. But essentially you can glean all of the really useful gold nuggets of management skills or lack of management skills, and then use it to your advantage later on when you want to go for a leadership role. And even now, and then Number three, rule three, and this one really is about getting them on your side because you want to try and win them over. And the only way that you can win them over is by speaking their language because they are not going to speak yours. You need to go to them. As difficult as that might feel and be, it's the only way because there is this like gap between you, this chasm of lack of communication or understanding. So the only way that you can bridge that gap is to basically go it. You need to build a bridge and you need to get over there. And the thing is, right, is that if you do all of this and it's still rubbish, then it could be that you're in like a toxic culture at work, a toxic environment and you probably know in your in yourself that you might want to leave at some point, but this is about surviving until you do leave. And you need to sit down and you need to really ask yourself, are you doing everything that you can to try and turn the situation around? Or are you kind of stuck in feeling sorry for yourself or kind of, you know, feeling a bit like you're you're small because you're not small. It's about figuring out how you can get back control and get back your strength and hold your head up high. And the only way that you can do that is start implementing some of these actions and these rules. So please, please do that. Okay. Okay. So if you are in a difficult place at work, then you can head over to my website because I have got a free career clarity guide for you. It's just a a downloadable PDF and it will take you through where you're at now and and give you some next steps of how you can kind of improve your situation or or where you should be going. And it, it helps you to gain some insight into what might be missing or what you're not happy with and to figure out what it is that you might actually want. Because sometimes when you're in it, it gets really confusing and muddled and sometimes you just need that clarity. Okay, so just head over to www 
hayleylorent.com forward slash coaching for that. Thank you so much for joining me for this bonus episode. I am so excited for season three coming up. I think I might have said season two earlier, but we are going on to season three, which is insane. I'm so excited. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.